Hello, tech friends, and thank you for tuning in to Emerging Technologies in Business, where we take a deep dive into different technologies that are impacting businesses today and in the very near future. I'm your host, Brock Reiney, and this podcast is brought to you by Kincannon XR. Let's talk tech. Hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Emerging Technologies in Business. As you'll see, we're inside of the Glue platform, and we're joined by Adam Lorimer, who is the head of all of North America for Glue. And we're also actually brought to you by Matthew Carrier as well with King Cannon XR, here to talk a lot more tech inside of this spatial dome that we're inside of right now. Adam, how's it going? Thanks for having us here today, good sir. Very, very, uh, very welcome. You're very welcome indeed, and thanks for, for hosting me on your, your podcast. I think... This might be the first podcast done in glue. Uh, really? So we, we record a lot of That's things, awesome. but not, not kind of in a podcast format. So um, we might learn some stuff along the way. Um, but uh, I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Yeah, uh, Matthew and I are uh, definitely so the, excited to be here. We'll high five. How about the, that? Boom. Yeah, the love clapping it. function goes from your menu. So you, you press the button in, the me- in your menu to clap like that. Oh. Okay. The other hand gestures like high fives are... Um, are kind of done with your gestures, but we found that people, when they were clapping, would bash their, their VR controllers together and smash them. Like what so I just we had did. To, we, had yep. to, we had to put we had to put a button a button in place to uh, for the applause. But you know, high fives and hit fist bumps are uh, are uh, are Ooh, done with with your hands yourself. Blow it up! All right, love it. So what's great about living in this world and having this capability is that it's really going to get rid of a lot of that zoom fatigue that i think a lot of the world has been plagued with for the last two years it gives that uh, collegiate way of being able to interact with your friends and co-workers that you have on a day-to-day basis in a completely different world so adam do you mind walking us through a little bit some of the functionality and some of the things that we're able to do Totally, totally, and and I think you 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 hit the nail on the head in terms of um, really the core of what this is all about. I mean, for for me, one on one on one, video works fairly well. You know, you can feel connected, you're engaged with the person you're talking to. You get three people in a video call, maybe it's okay. By the time you get four or five people in a video call, I'm I, I'm completely lost, uh, and it's like you're talking to a wall. There's no sense of actually being there with other people. And really, what we do is we use the space in here, the three dimensions, the fact that we have directional audio, so you can hear where people's voices are coming from, uh, the kind of uh, non-verbal cues, like the way you talk with your hands, the little head inflections uh, that you might have to to really give that that human presence piece um, of the of the of communication which you think you lose a lot even though you can see a video feed like the 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 idea of having a shared space and a shared environment is, is key and really the the sense of presence and the human presence is is really fundamental to what we do uh, and there's a lot that we do in order to Reinforce that. Uh, you'll notice in the avatars, uh, these are not lifeless faces. They move. We actually have an AI-powered facial rigging, which picks up the microphone feed from your headset and animates your face. Uh, and so, you know, not only is it making the, the, the sounds of the words, uh, but also as my intonation changes, my eyebrows are, are moving and my, my face is changing shape. I'll do that for the camera. As, you know, intonation goes up and, uh, or, or as I make very questions, it infers what you're trying to say and, change, and animates the face accordingly. 
Um, again, the audio in here really makes a big difference. The fact you can tell what direction things are coming from. People's voices are located in their bodies. Uh, it means you can have um, a much more natural flow of a conversation as you hear where people are, are talking from. It isn't the kind of the, the very staid, my turn to talk, everyone else listens. Next person turn to talk, everyone else listens. You can have much more dynamic flow. You can also have more than one conversation going on at once because the audio drops off with distance. You can have little breakout rooms or sidebar conversations or various other things. And so that really helps uh, enforce that sense of you're actually there with other people. And you know, we find that uh, we find that you know conflicts get resolved more easily when you feel like you're actually in the same place. You know, people are more creative. They, they're able to bounce ideas off each other better. Um, you're able to kind of have that natural formation of culture that happens when you spend time with people. Um, and you really are, you really do kind of feel that sense of being in the same place as, as other people. Um, so of course, you know, once you've done that, once you've kind of established that sense of presence and that sense of shared, shared space you need to do stuff with that so we have a variety of tools for capturing content capturing ideas sharing content creating things so you can you can pull up a whiteboard uh, let me let me show you pulling up a whiteboard if i will stick that in front of your head but i'll move that out of the way so you know we can pull up a whiteboard and we can um you know we can we can draw process flows and arrows and boxes and things like that out of my reach a little bit here um and we can have as many whiteboards as we want um we can create sticky notes and we can have things uh floating in mid space uh, we actually have a uh, voice recognition so like a speech to text uh function in here so it actually just caught the end of me saying let's do this so i've just got this <laughs> uh, but i can put that up on the whiteboard i can say no i pass that sticky note to you and you can uh, either agree with that or disagree with that, and you can kind of pass it around, edit the sticky note, uh, put it back again, change different sizes and colors and, and, and various other things. Uh, if you're feeling, oh, and that, of course, make them bigger and smaller just by grabbing things. But, you know, we can, we can have things, uh, drawings and, and things like putting in space, and we can bring in models. So um, if you're dealing with physical products, what do we want to do? Let's try the rocket. This is gonna create a, um, a model right in front of you, Matthew. Uh, so excuse me if this uh, pops up. A... If you grab it with both hands, you can resize it, make it bigger or smaller, and we can pass it around. Oh, sorry, there you go, Brock. That's super neat. That is cool. Let's say you're doing a product demo. Um, uh, you can bring in examples of, of your product and customers can actually get their hands on, on uh, what a product looks like in three dimensions, uh, rather than having to look at drawings. So uh, this see. is what white space is. It's one of the new things that you guys have come up with, which is the ability to pretty much drop any type of 3D render into any location for your teams to be able to get that close observed uh, availability to it, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the, the white space is really just a big open environment that allows you to work with really big models uh, without furniture and other things, stuff getting in the way. So we are currently... Uh doing an audio podcast as well as a video podcast. So if you are only listening on auto, audio, it's very important to go to our YouTube channel, check out what we're talking about right now because this is really cool. Yeah, yeah you yeah, can't right. see this right. rocket that I'm twisting around in multiple hands. Right. Shrinking, right. enlarging, and everything else. Um, it's very, very intuitive, Adam. It's very amazing. 
Super. So um, I'm not the only one here involved in, in virtual reality. Uh, you guys are uh, on the, the cutting edge of, of working with customers and clients. Um, what, what, what are you seeing uh, in the market right now? What's the, uh, what are the kind of trends and, and directions that you're seeing? You know, I think what we're seeing are people really um, wanting a connection with, with other people, right? So how do you make that connection? I think this is the reason why I thought Glue would be such a, an important meeting for us to have is because you're allowing that connection between people uh, in the meta world, <laughs> in this little avatar world, uh, which I think is so valuable. I think when in 2020, when people ended up being isolated and not able to have those human connections, uh, you you know obviously mental health declined, a lot of issues occurred. I think this is such a beautiful way to like bring people together, still have that emotional connection, have that 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 in the same area, even though we're not, we're all in we're in three different states. Mm-hmm. So and we yet we're here in the same room, which is which is really really cool. It feels like I'm in the same room with Brock and Adam, you know. So it's just. That's what I th- we're seeing more and more people wanting those connections. That's super. Well, I can also tell you too. I was looking at a couple of other rooms that you guys have available here, and just thinking for retreats or things like that for a company use, there was one that had multiple different colored flags, so you could very easily dispatch teams into different smaller teams for any sort of learning yeah. activity or anything in that aspect, and. I think that that's going to bring a lot of that competitive nature back to what we lost in the last two years. While everyone's going to remain competitive, it's it's that sense of whole, of being part of something bigger than yourself. And having that human interaction, like Matthew was saying, where it feels like we're sitting side by side with each other, even though we know that we're hundreds of miles apart from every different direction. Yeah, you, t- you touched on a really good point there uh, about the retreats, the offsite um, type, and then you know, this, this special strategic workshops. Uh, and we're finding an awful lot of activity right now with companies who have been, you know, basically hanging together using video for the last two years, but are really suffering now from not being able to take a break out from their day-to-day operations or their business. You know, they've been in crisis mode for two years, uh, and this is now the new normal. You know, you, even if you can return to the office, people people just aren't. Uh, and the the distributed work and remote work is, you know, a big part of, of business. And the idea that you could take do a like a strategic offsite on a video call um, when you've got all the same distractions, you've got the same email coming in, you've got the same stuff going on in the background as you would do any other day. People will be, you know, where doing what they are doing normally, which is spending, you know, maybe fifty percent of their attention on the meeting and the other fifty percent checking their email and multitasking in lots of different places. And, and sometimes that's okay. You want to be able to do that. But other times you really want people to be present and they, you want them to be in, fully engaged, not distracted, um, whether it's for an extended period of time or a shorter period of time. Actually, just be 100% there and, and not have the distractions and being able to think bigger picture in a different environment in a different place. And you can really do that here. You can blinker out the rest of the world and say, okay, for the next hour, I'm just going to be doing this. And we're actually going to think about the big picture for a bit. Well, I think also to add on to that, right, it gives you this sense that you're actually focusing on what you're doing at the time. And I think that's a big point for VR in general, where 
you're no longer distracted by the things where you're working on something for 10 minutes and then you're walking away for 15 and forgetting everything that you already talked about. Um, you're in, fully immersed. So that way you're yeah. completely giving your host or your guests any sort of primal attention that they need in order to complete the projects at the fastest pace possible. Adam and I had the opportunity to uh, spend some time in, in this environment and I didn't feel sick. Generally, when I wear these headsets, I get that motion sickness. Now, what I want to do is I do want to show – I would like to just come over here if possible. Oh. Um, did I – oh, I'm right, right in front of you. Just teleported on go. top of rock. There you go. Sorry about that. Um, so what I what I wanted to, you to talk about is how the ability to move throughout the, the you know the warp speed movement, how that's able to eliminate some of that motion sickness that people can get. Yes, no, that, that's that's a that's a great question. I'm glad and I'm uh, I'm glad you're not that that you are feeling uh, good in this environment. It, it's uh, been partly fixed by improved technology, uh, so you're no longer dropping frames within the headsets. But mainly, it's about learning good design principles. So. Uh, most people, when they get into an environment, is like, well, what I want to be able to do is move like, fluidly through this environment, and, you know, to experience acceleration and deceleration as I as I move through the environment. Turns out that's terrible for the interaction between what your eye sees and what your inner ear feels. Uh, you really don't want to move through space uh, in in VR. The, what you want to be able to do is teleport from one spot to another. So you just instantaneously appear, uh, whether it's in like lots of little jumps or in one big jump. Um, the the instantaneous moving from one point doesn't cause a discrepancy between what your eyes see and what your inner ears see. So you don't get motion sickness. So um, that that's a really big part of you really want to avoid uh, moving through space, especially being moved through space. So if I was to st stand up in the real world and just take a step, like uh, take a step around, you know, I can walk around <laughs> within space. Uh, I can walk, I'm walking within my office at home now. Um, I can walk around in space because I'm actually moving at the same time. But if I want to jump further, like we were saying, you want to be able to jump around. But as you move around the room, it is that 3D hearing, you know, your sound goes where you are. So you move behind me, and all of a sudden the sound is directly behind me. Yep, same here. And like that's an easy way to be able to tell where anybody is at any time inside the spatial consciousness that you're dealing with at the time. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. And it, yeah, and it gives you it reinforces the sense that there's actually a person inside this kind of floating avatar body without elbows and elbow that lack of elbows is intentional as well we can talk about that if you're interested um but um it means that you can you know you can use the volume of your voice so say we're having a conversation here and there's another conversation going on on the other side of the room someone might shout hey matthew we'd like your input on here we're talking about something that, that affects you you mind joining us and you can use that space and you can mingle and you can move like you do in the real world right versus a very that kind of very static um communication style that you need to do on a video call Matthew, you got to check out this view. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'll come you're back. Right the, I'll come. Yeah, you, yeah. So, Adam, the, you, you did lead to a really interesting question that I think would be so fascinating for the audience to understand. Why don't I have any elbows? Why don't I have any elbows? Okay. So, 
Where um, are my arms, we, Adam? Where are your arms? Where are your legs? Why are you floating torso in uh, in space? Um, there is good reason for that. So the, the hardware that we're all using is a headset that has uh, six degree of freedom tracking. So you know, twist, up, down, left, right, side, side, up, right. We also have controllers that have on the, holding in our hands that do the same. So we know the relation between the um, your hands and your head. And, and, it, and it turns out that most of... Most of your body language is how your hands move, how your head moves, like how those move in relation to each other. That's 95% of, of body language that you capture um, in that. Your elbows, you don't really communicate uh, with your elbows very much. And um, you, could, you could put arms, we could connect arms up here. Um, but you have a, a sense of, you yourself have a sense of where your body is. It's called proprioception. Uh, people say there are only six senses, but there aren't. There are many more than six senses. Proprioception is that inherent feeling. It's the reason why you can catch a, a ball without looking at it, because you know where your hand is even when you're not looking at it. Um, if you get it right and you're, you get your elbows and your arms line up and they are where you know that your elbows are, great, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. If it's off, then it's weird and it breaks that sense of presence. So if you look down at your elbows and your arms and they're not where you know that they are because you're holding, you know, you, I could be holding my hands like this. My elbows could be up, they could be down, they could be in, they could be out. There's various places my arms could be while having my hands still in the same place. Um, if you break that, that, um, that connection, that, that feeling, the, the alignment between the real world and the virtual world, uh, then your body goes, oh, this isn't real. Um, and you can break, it breaks that illusion of presence. Um, so similarly, it's exactly the same issue with legs. Uh, we don't have legs because unless you put trackers on those, which is technically possible because it comes a major hassle rather than just putting on a headset, picking up a couple of controllers, you have to strap things to your body and you have to, you know, uh, mess around with sensors on walls. Um, you then, uh, you're much better just having your hands and your head tracked. Makes sense. Stops Love the, it. uh loss of perceptual reality and i can only imagine how complicated it would be to mimic someone's gait make them feel like it's what their walking motion would actually be that's got to be extremely difficult so adam what made you guys decide on this style of layout uh, is it that you want it to be as ultra realistic as possible like everything else that we've been talking about like i can see the wood finish and everything is the whole idea of every room that you're creating not only to give the perception of reality but also to maybe harken back to anything that you've seen previously or, or are any of these inspired from anything um, so we, we have a variety of different rooms for, for different purposes. So we have some that are, you know, more like this is, we call this a boardroom. Uh, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty formal. Although it's a nice, you know, outdoor view, it's, they were laid out in a pretty, pretty formal, uh, environment with a semicircular table, a big presentation screen. Uh, we have others which are much more informal. Uh, there's a, there's a kind of a cafe coffee shop. Uh, there's a kind of a sandbar Island at sunset with this fire pit and chessboard. Um, there are, there are big open spaces where, you know, you are, you're open air, there are indoor spaces and we find that, the built environment does affect the uh, the type of interactions that you have. So you kind of the, the the environment you're in kind of nudges the behaviors of people. We find that you know 
for the formal informal obviously people are more relaxed and more open and informal environment um open air big open spaces with open air environments tend to be good for more creative thinking uh, and a bit more ideas but people can you know maybe lack a bit of focus so if you want to if you want to stay on topic then having a you know a smaller room where maybe with tables and chairs so people sit down and kind of stay focused so depending on the kind of interaction you want to have you can use the environment and of course the nice thing about vr is you don't have to get in a car to to do that you can instantaneously jump from one type of environment to another the the style the style is really much down to our artists so uh glue's a finnish company um everyone but me is based in helsinki finland um and i i think there's there's a there's a particular style and there's a particular aesthetic that our, our designers and artists have, have gone with uh some of the things like the plants in the background uh in some of our other environments you know you've got curtains that are flapping in the wind maybe a bird's flying overhead uh, little details like that kind of drag people in and give a sense of of richness to the environment and um and and kind of really build on it the fact that it's real uh you know if, if the environment feels real then the people in it seem more real and it just re doubles down on that illusion that you are actually in the same place with other people and you share an environment plus it's you know if you're going to be somewhere virtual it might as well look nice yeah absolutely plus you know it, it's I guess it's the differentiation or differentiation between something for gaming and something for real work where we could sit here together and have a real conversation, pull out a whiteboard with multiple different sectors and be able to move ideas from staging to implementation and all sorts of different measures in order that for that to work. Um, so it makes perfect sense to me why you would make it want it to look realistic, but also um, flashy and homey at the same time. I feel like, You've done a great job of incorporating all of them. How, how difficult would that be to be able to go to a different <laughs> island here with the uh, no, camera let's guy? Let's just let's just let, yeah, let's just jump over. We'll uh, we'll reset the the camera. Uh, oh, here we are! Wow, that was fast. Here we are. That was awesome. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Welcome to we call See, this Clarity can... Island, but of course you can you can give this bitch anyone's name. It's kind of a uh, sandbar, maybe a sunrise or sunset with a fire. With a fire pit and a chessboard over there, I, I really like this uh, this environment for kind of it, like informal chats with people. And also, if you're ever in a meeting where people are starting to get upset with each other and there's some conflict going on, just bring people for a, like a breakout session here. It's impossible, but virtually impossible, to be angry with someone when you're on a beach by a fire pit. You know, it just chills everybody out, and you can you can deal with the issue at hand and cut uh, cut any emotions out of the out of the agenda. Seems like the exact same place that I would give every person a raise I was ever going to give one to ever. <laughs> Talk about the greatest place to ever mad hat or something and just be able to be yeah. like, hey, we need to have a conversation. That'd be a great way to turn this out. This is beautiful. Like the scenics here are just captivating. You can literally sit here for Oh, it's amazing. So much time and just be Yeah, you can and you can even go in tranquilo. the water uh, and splash splash around in the ocean. Oh, there goes Matthew disappearing again. There he is. I'm in the, I'm in the water. <laughs> Even the audio. We, we might have gone out of camera shots uh, when you uh, went to the water there, but um, okay. I'm not sure. But the spatial audio still is such the coolest thing, in my opinion. Matthew brought this up earlier where you can move and go do different things, but Adam, I can tell when you're behind me to my left. Matthew, I can tell you when you're behind me to my right. 
So you're never losing that true depth perception. You're still having the same conversation. It's just someone, as if they would in a regular meeting, would walk to go get a coffee or a drink or something while they're continuing a point. So you never lose any of that, which is really yeah. captivating. Yeah. No, no, it's nice. And actually, they, yeah, the going to get a coffee thing, you know, some some of these little features like being able to go in the ocean or you know make a couple of chess moves or some of the other spaces we have a coffee machine that, that actually functions and you press the buttons and it pours pours the coffee out. Some of those you know we are we're an enterprise application we're a productivity cap application through and through. So some of those features seem maybe a little bit trivial, uh, but what we found is they actually one people really like them and two it gives you something to do in that time when you're waiting people to arrive. I think when you're in a video call, what everyone's doing when they're waiting for everyone to come in is they're doing their email. They're finishing off the report they were working on. They're doing something else, and they wait till everyone's there, and then they come in. And you miss some of that opportunity to catch up with people, you know, find out what, what was going on on their weekend, and really build those bonds that makes everything else about work go a lot more smoothly. Uh, I think we've lost some of that with the remote work. It's just business all the time. Um, and being able to do something that is, you know, a sidebar, go, going to you know, see how far you could go out in the ocean before you get lost uh, or, or, you know, uh, do a couple of opening gambits on the chessboard um, just gives you something as <laughs> an excuse to go and connect with people on a on a more informal basis. Adam, what's what's on the horizon for development? What's your plan for for what's next with Glue? So, um, uh, you know, Glue, Glue is in the market. We've got um, uh, dozens of, of companies from from small consultancies up to Fortune 500 companies um, rolling out glue in in small numbers and large numbers. Uh, there's a lot of work with we mentioned you know strategic offsites uh, and companies that are pursuing a work from anywhere you know remote first type strategy and building in this kind of collaboration environment into their into their kind of workplace strategies. That's a big push. Um, uh, co companies are also using this a lot with engaging with customers. So uh, Salesforce is a flagship customer of ours, and they are using Glue to engage with their key customer accounts. Uh, whereas in the, you know in the past they would have brought people from those key customers into a Salesforce office building and you know and curated an experience for them to check in with you know how Salesforce was adding value. They're now doing that virtually. So they just ship out the headsets to their customers. Uh, run that virtual and they're able to create an experience that is completely in line with their brand experience. So everything about that experience of, of working with, with them is consistent with what Salesforce wants, the impression what they want to put across. So, um, um, you know, that both the internal collaboration and the external kind of customer engagement, and as well as, you know, training and education as well, uh, are all areas that seem to be growing. Um, in terms of what's on the, on the, the roadmap, um, uh, you know, the, VR is one of those things where anyone with, uh, really anyone sitting in here for more than 10 minutes is going to start thinking like, oh, we need to be able to do this and we need to be able to do that. And wouldn't it be great if we could do all these things? Um, and of course we're, we're all the same when we're listening to our customers all the time about bringing those things in and putting them into the roadmap at different times. So think things change and shift priorities depending on, on the feedback we get from, uh, from our end users. But I think where we're going towards is 
expanding this out so that you really can use virtual reality for any kind of workflow. Uh, so the ability, the, the ability to integrate web apps is already in here. You know, we already have Office 365 uh, integrated. We have Trello and Slack um, and Google Workspaces and various other things. So you can do basically anything you would do in the real world in a virtual in a meeting and, and continuing right. to grow that and building in more and more features so we can build in more types of workflows uh, is, a, is a big part of what we're doing. Together with, you know, we're always introducing new environments, um, the ability to for customers to bring in their own environments and customize, make something entirely custom um, is, is already there, but we're, we're expanding that and, and pushing that more into the hands of our customers uh, because Frankly, we're a small team, and there's so much demand for customization work uh, that we that we, we we just struggle to keep up a little bit uh, with all that yeah. custom. So we're we're going to be pushing that out more into the uh, customers' hands uh, coming uh -huh. soon. Adam, I want to ask you. So, for someone who is in the space looking for an upgraded version of their LSO or learning management system. What would make them make that jump from the stereotypical learning system that we've all grown up on to moving over to the VR side? What are the beneficial plays that we can make sure that we uh, alert them to so they realize that when they're going to spend that capital, they're going to get the most out of it? Mm, yeah. Um, so so VR, general, so the, VR generally is, is, a, is a very powerful tool for learning and education. Um, and the stuff that, that is relative to glue and the stuff that's more general, and I can talk about both. Um, so the ability to create simulations so that people aren't just learning abstractly about an idea, but they're actually able to get hands-on. There is a, there's a huge wealth of academic research on showing the effectiveness of experiential simulations uh, on, on getting learning into people, particularly kind of uh, physical activities or procedures that would need uh, you know, uh, a, a, a three-dimensional embodiment um, and that maybe are expensive or dangerous to, to implement. So, um, you know, uh, cadavers for medical um, uh, training, for training medical students, incredibly expensive and hard to get hold of, a very, very um, uh, limited resource. Um, but certain certain procedures, you can you can drill those and you can practice those in a virtual environment, um, and you can do that in a virtual reality. Similarly, uh, doing operations, uh, running kind of emergency disaster uh, scenarios on offshore oil rigs, very very expensive and dangerous to do in the real world. Uh, but in the virtual reality, you can you can drill some of those things and you can create scenarios. So so that so that's kind of one area where where VR is is useful. And that's frankly that's not what we do in Glue. We're we're about uh, person to person interaction more than we're about simulations. Um, where Glue comes in in training um, is about the connection between people. So uh, you know a classroom type environment. You're teaching something that is abstract. Um, that is number based and an instructor wants to be able to uh, you know feel the feedback from a classroom like they would do in the real world versus you know one of these online courses where they're just talking into the void and not getting any feedback you want he wants he or she wants to be able to you know orchestrate the classroom and have a discussion and a debate between between classmates 
uh, as well as just transferring information. They want to be able to debate and discuss, you know, uh, around the table and be able to read that classroom so that that uh, the instructor knows, you know, who's getting it, who's not getting it. Where where do I need to adjust what I'm saying uh, because people it's just not jiving with people. Uh, what the feedback we've had is that on video, uh, remote learning in that sense, just it's almost impossible to do all those skills an instructor gets in 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 reading a classroom, uh, just don't map across. Whereas in virtual reality, they do, uh, and they can see who's engaged, they can see who's disengaged, they can see when their feedback is is landing. So not only is it more effective from the student's perspective in terms of receiving it, it's a much also a much more like enriching and rewarding experience from the instructor's perspective uh, in putting that in putting that information across. It definitely seems like a more all-encompassing style of solution. If you're looking to move into training rather than spending the extra money on an LSO course, moving to something like this is, is bound to give you more options and more opportunity. And Adam, I got to tell you, I'm very thankful that you were able to show me and Matthew multiple locations today, multiple spots. Obviously, this is Serene that's out here right now. Um, but Adam, if we were going to find you or want to reach out to you to know more about Glue, how would we do that social media wise? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, you can um, you can find uh, Glue generally on all the major um, collaboration or most major social media. Uh, me personally, Adam Lorimer, uh, lock me up. I'm 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 kind of a LinkedIn um, guy as as my main kind of social platform. Um, but also go to our website uh, glue.work um, and click on a link there. You'll be able to contact uh, me uh, for for North America. Uh, or one of my colleagues in Europe, uh, if, the, if you're based in uh, in Europe, and uh, we'll uh, fix you up with some trials and give give a tour around and have a discussion on how Glue can can help um, you connect with with your team and, and with customers. It's fantastic, Glue, bringing you the interactive world like you've never seen before. I want to thank Adam very much for our tour around. Matthew, thank you for being here with us today. Uh, if you're if you've liked our content that we've shown you so far inside of Glue, feel free to drop us a like or a comment or a subscribe down in the notes before. You can also find us on social media by searching at ETIB Podcast or at KinkanXR. Uh, I've been your host, Brock Reine. Adam, thank you so much. This has been the coolest you, uh, experience so far. Matthew, thank you for being here with us. And we will talk more tech next time. Thanks, everybody. Oh, 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 oh,